0: The Inside Track, on real estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track, on real estate with the Decker Team. Moving
1: forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Have you ever noticed that when a plane takes off, it takes a fair bit of energy to get it going? The condo market has been like that.
0: I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Candace Decker-St-Louis.
1: We are incredibly excited that you're here with us today and we welcome you to another episode of the Inside Track where really we explore and talk about and it, it really ponder those tools, thoughts, and techniques that we all deserve, that we all need so that we can live a life that we're pretty excited about and where we actually make our or grow, I guess. I don't know if it's make, grow, build wealth through real estate and make our house home. Yeah. Yeah. And so today we're going to explore a little bit the energy and the effort that it takes to get something going, the preparation, what's required to actually go from standing still to the condo market and really explore what it's done over the last little while. So we we'll are explore where it's been, how it's launched and how it's taken off and really look at what that means coming down the road and what that means for you. Does it mean it's a good time to get into the condo market? So prices, counts. Yeah.
0: So prices are up right now for condo markets, 6.2% on average in the last 12 months over the previous 12 months.
1: So if we're looking in now at sort of April, because we have to go back a little bit. I know you're hearing this a little bit later than April 2019, and you may even be hearing this later because you're watching it on replay in on our YouTube channel or the Decker team website. So, April 2019 over 2018, April, for the year previous, yeah. we're up 6.2% on average, and that's across all types of condos.
0: All types of condo in the Ottawa market.
1: And that's above the average of 4 or 5% that we typically see in real estate as a whole in the Ottawa market, including um, non-condo. Right. So usually condos a fair bit less. Yes. And it has been.
0: It has been previous years to this one, yes.
1: So this is like an exciting time. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean in actual number of
0: sales? So sales were four thousand two hundred and fifty-five at a sale price of 282500 eighty-two five hundred and days on market were sixty-two compared to previous twelve months ago. 3,945 sales with an average of 265,900. So that's a little bit less. And 90 days on market. So that's also 30 days longer last year versus this year.
1: Right. So really what we're seeing is the number that sold is up by 300 units or thereabout. The amount of money is up by, well, depending on the average price range at about 18,000 on the average property. And it's taking approximately 30 days less. Yes. Across all platforms. So that's incredible actually, Mm -hmm. right? So the volume is up basically 8% because I find it easier to go with round numbers. We would say our stats show us 7.92% and we'll go with an average 8%. With an average um, over the last 12 months, that's pretty incredible. You yeah. see the volume up, basically 8%.
0: Yeah, I remember showing some condos a couple of years ago, and it wasn't uncommon to see houses for sale for 200, 300, 500 days even. I've shown some of those,
1: and now that's not really heard of this year. That's true, isn't yeah. it? So when we're talking averages, Candace, hmm When we say 90 days on market, you bring up a great point. Sometimes they were 500 days on market because some of the really amazing ones still sold quickly. Yes. Yep. Right? Even in a lesser market, even without a market that hadn't launched.
0: Yeah. And that wasn't 12 months ago. That was a couple of years ago when the market for condos was hit hard.
1: Yeah. Right. And part of that was there was an abundance of builder inventory because they anticipated it to go quicker and better than it did and that actually put a fair bit of pressure on the resale condo market as well. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so the third thing that's happened or the third part of the equation because demand's own like demand's part of it, right? And then supplies the other part. Yes. So in 4 years, what's happened? Cuz 4 years is just a kind of a great cuz you made like you said, it wasn't last year that you would be seeing a lot of 500 days on market, 300 days on market, which means like the better part of a year and a half, two years, six months. Like, can you imagine having your house for sale, knowing you want to sell it mm-hmm. and then maybe requiring to wait a year and a half?
0: Yeah, that's a long time. And then having to deal with showings and if it's tenant occupied, that tenant dealing with showings and maybe frustrated and wanting to leave because they don't want to show the house anymore.
1: Yeah. Cause what we even saw was tenants shifting, Yeah, changing who was in the house while it was on the market. Or even vacant. Yeah. We saw more vacant, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We're seeing a lot less vacant. So in just four years, that's a really great number to look at. What has happened?
0: So four years ago, we had 2,200 units for sale,
1: plus a huge amount of
0: builder inventory, which you had mentioned a little bit. And now in April, uh, this April, we only had 780 units for sale. So that's
1: a decrease of almost 65%. Right. So like from 2,200 to like 800, if we're going round numbers, which is yet a style, just to get it understanding of it, so 65% less available at the end of April as opposed to at the end of April four years ago.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also uh, four years ago, as I said, there was 2,200 for sale, and in April um, there was 250 sales. So that was about... uh, 8.8 months worth of inventory. So basically nine months. Yeah.
1: Nine months of inventory of condominium homes of all descriptions on the market.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: That's a lot.
0: That is a lot. And then this year, uh, we've had 780, as I said, for sale, 435 of them sold. And so that's only one
1: and a half months worth of inventory. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. So if you're thinking, hey, I'm a condominium seller or I'm a condominium buyer, this means something to you. Yes. So it's not just the stats. We share the stats because of how they translate into the experience of selling a condominium or buying a condominium. So there's very specific things you want to do to be prepared. And if you're sort of thinking, well, I don't know what those are. We do. Yeah, give us say. a call. We do this every day. Yeah. So if you're thinking, I want just even a 50 minute consultation, just a moment so I can understand it for myself. Bring the stats that you just talked about to me. And what does it mean to me? Because I'm either thinking of buying one or I'm thinking of selling one. And how does that translate? Is this the right time for you to enter the market or maybe exit? The market, and so Candice would be thrilled. I would be thrilled. Ryan, Ken, Leah, all of the team member would be thrilled. Just to have a conversation with you to explore what is the right next step for you. Moving forward with the team. forward together with the team. So. What I love about this whole real estate condo conversation, and we welcome you and encourage you to, if you didn't catch everything on the first part with the stats, do reach out or do look at other episodes of the Inside Track because you're going to see that there is a lot of statistical information and why, when, and all of that around condos. So for this, why buy one in the first place? Like why on earth be an owner? of a condominium because there's certain ups and certain downs versus resale. So what are those, I will say, the three biggest reasons? Mm -hmm. For me, the one that kind of jumps off the top is they can sometimes be more affordable. Now, not so much if I'm buying a large condominium downtown, not more affordable because that may be the same price as a, oversized luxury home in Manitic or maybe not quite in Rockcliffe, but certainly so not always are they less and often it can be a more affordable way because we're looking at an average of, you know, under two hundred and ninety thousand dollars, whereas in the traditional non condominium market it's a fair bit more
0: money. Yeah, we're around four hundred
1: some well more than that, yeah. yeah. So what would number two reason be around buying a condominium versus a freehold home?
0: So number two would be there's less maintenance on the exterior of the home. So I know for myself, when I was a first-time buyer, I actually purchased a condo townhouse because it was really appealing as a single girl not or lady, uh, young 20s, to not have to mow
1: my lawn. How about exactly 20?
0: Yeah, I was 20, Yeah. Uh, not mow my lawn, not have to worry about changing out windows, not plowing the snow, that sort of thing. Um, That was all taken care of.
1: So it was a simpler lifestyle. Yeah. And so that's an amazing reason or thought process around it. And I love not only for somebody that's maybe in their 20s, but somebody that also maybe is an investor. Yeah. Because there's a lot less to manage and a lot less to take care of or even somebody that is wanting to have other property. Mm -hmm. So that's really, I would say, kind of number three is that lifestyle or it could be related to location. We have clients right now that are flying in from England again. We've worked with them before. They're coming back again and they're saying this time, no half acre lot for me. No freehold house where I need to worry about everything, including, in their in their previous case, well and septic. Sump pump. Sump pump, cutting a large chunk of grass, big gardens. Now, I don't want to take care of it. And I want to go to the coffee shop when I want to go to the coffee shop down the street. Yeah. And you want to be able to lock up and
0: go and not worry about it. Go... For a weekend and not worry if the power goes out or that sort of thing. Or snowbirds. Yeah. I'm
1: snowbirds. Fantastic for snowbirds. So as we think about that, if you can see yourself in any of these situations and thinking, well, I wonder, like, cause this is really just to engage the mind to go, is this the time? Or is this five years from now? Because planning for it is part of this so you can do it right. Right? Yeah. So as we think about condos, what would be some of those other sort of reasons that somebody might go, that might tweak somebody to go, that's me. What would you say they are?
0: Um, In order to purchase or to sell? Buy. Buy. Um, It might be a first-time buyer because they're moving out of home with mom and dad and moving into a condo, there's a little bit less to worry about. Um, Your shingles, you don't have to worry about. Your exterior maintenance, grading, all those sorts of things you don't have to worry about for your first home.
1: So it's easier. I think what I'm hearing you say is it's just simpler. Yeah. And it's easier. So if you're looking for a simple lifestyle, then that would be a really good reason to look at a condominium. How about just, again, kind of back to the location? Maybe the word convenience.
0: Yeah, most uh, buyers like convenience, um, especially like students. Um, I also have had working professionals liking The convenience not having to have that commute, if they're quite involved with their work, they can just work right close and then pack up, go home and and just relax and enjoy, go to a patio um, for a drink or whatever. It's just a different lifestyle where if you're living in the country, there's there's no time for a
1: patio, typically. (laughs) How often do you get out on your patio? Yeah. Well, you're
0: doing it more and more, right? Yes. In the mornings. you're, You're doing it on your homestead patio but not necessarily in the market or at a restaurant and the social aspect with
1: others that's very true it's just to be um living a life that really serves you maybe more than serving other things yeah right so just that whole chill and relax and then the other thing i've heard a lot of our clients say and we've certainly helped them do it for this reason is an active lifestyle how would you sort of have, how have you seen that, Candace?
0: I had one client moving from the country to the city on a, a larger condo, actually. It was like a townhouse. And it was so that they could commute to more activities, mm-hmm. um, whether for their children, being more involved with their children's life, right. um, commute from school is shorter than work. So just uh, where do you want to be spending your time? in the car so you can enjoy your property or do you want to be more uh, at home or about?
1: Right. And so I know a lot of our clients will skate on the canal. They'll run to work. They'll bike to work. We have some that will do 30 clicks. However, that is the extreme. Um, And so being close, which a condominium doesn't always, there are some condominiums in outlying areas, And yet we see more of them in built-up areas. Yes, absolutely. Right? As a whole. So if you're looking for the convenience of life, Mm -hmm. then that may be an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you would like, or you know somebody else that would like, you're saying, well, that's not me. Like, I'm not, I'm 30 years away. Because that's how Ken and I have talked for a long time, right? Like, we're not doing the condo living thing. And then... When the grass seems to be a bit much or the patio, there's some more rotten deck boards um, or we had to spend some money on septic or a big shingle roof. We're going, eh, maybe. So if you know somebody that you've heard even saying those things, you can hear them in what I'm saying. Give us a call and we'll do just a quick 15 minute phone conversation to decide if to help them. Don't you call for them? No. That doesn't work.
0: Very well. <laughs> no, no. Or if you've been having the conversations yourself internally or like, oh, I said that the other day at a function. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's time to explore it. So if that sounds like you, give us a call at the office
0: at 613-860-4663. That is 860-HOME.
1: Yeah, because it is all about being home, right? It really is about taking our houses and making them Home. So whether a condo, Minium-style housing, whether it's a stacked, whether it's an apartment style, whether it's a semi-detached or even some in the Ottawa area that are actually um, freehold, like houses, yeah, standalone houses, and then there's the apartment style. Yeah. Perfect. So sounds like you or someone you know, you know what to do. Give us a call. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. And so as we explore sort of the whole condominium market, we welcome you back to the conversation or engage deeper in the conversation about condominiums and what things do we need to be aware of?
0: Yeah, Uh, one would be condo fees. They can fluctuate a lot. Um, so and what is included in that fee, because if it's all inclusive of everything you need, then, yeah, it makes sense. It's a higher than somewhere else. But there could be um, exponential height increases because peop- the condominium didn't do a good job of taking care of the um, things that needed to be done, like a driveway repave or windows for everybody, that sort of thing. So really looking at the condo fees, uh, what is included, water, insurance, heat, uh, maintenance, amenities, maybe there's a pool or a sauna. Then
1: we know the condo fees are going to be much increased. Yeah, the more
0: things that are included, it's going to be higher generally.
1: Right. And then what's interesting with condo fees is on the previous segment we talked about that Roofs, shingles, and windows would be included sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes they're not. So, one of the things to really check for in a condominium, right, Candice, is what is included in care that you don't have to do, not just like in terms of amenities, because that's yeah. one element. Then there's the utilities, which is another element. And then another is simply what are those things that the condominium fee covers? or doesn't. Sometimes they share in the replacement of windows. Yeah. Sometimes you're on your own and sometimes they do hundred percent of it. So that's something worth checking for. What would you say around the whole special assessment? That's a dirty word almost.
0: (laughs) So that's what I was talking about a little bit. A special assessment comes when the condo corp Uh, miscalculated how much reserve funds they need for the upcoming expenses so they budget monthly and yearly for snow removal for repaving of the driveways for the different things they need to take care of whether it's exterior of the houses as well doors balconies that sort of thing so if they miscalculated
1: or what i've seen a fair bit of in our city is gotten a nasty surprise like the shingles that were used lasted half as long as anticipated. Or there was the way the siding was installed, there was a gap on the siding. So the walls inside the siding rotted. Or the brick started to deface prematurely on a high rise building. And some of these things are in the tune of millions of dollars for the repair. We're not talking $50 or $5,000. Some of these things are like millions. And so sometimes it's not even that they miscalculated; it's that it's surprise. It's a nasty, yeah,
0: nasty surprise. Yeah. So when that happens, then they go to every owner and they divide um, up the amount that they need for the repair or the um, thing they're working on, and each owner is responsible. To pay that amount,
1: and sometimes it's distressing,
0: oh yes, yep, yeah. and so, and you have to advertise that when you're selling. Right. That is not something you can hide, and <laughs> if it is hidden, um, when you do your conditions as a buyer with us, we'll be finding that out anyways. But you don't necessarily want to go forward with your inspections to do that and spending the money on that when you would have walked away earlier if you knew about this special assessment ahead of time. Right. But generally, when there is a special assessment, the seller takes care of it before closing. Right.
1: So the ones that are scarier, I think, are when the agent's not informed, doesn't know the condo market, because I know which buildings have issues right now or have special assessments, because even if the homeowner, so this is a thing to be just aware of and check on, it's even when the homeowner pays the special assessment before closing or the price is adjusted because they're not paying it and the buyer pays it, but they've paid less for it because of it, sometimes there's still more cost to be spent than was anticipated right? so a second special assessment or can third happen. or fourth yeah surprise surprise, and then the other piece to look out for is your lender mm-hmm. how will your lender and where what have you seen around them lenders and their response to special assessments?
0: well they're getting more and more shy about those things um, more reserved lenders as a whole are having um more strict guidelines to the stress test and like there's
1: just so many more things to think about even condominiums yes so as a seller what would you want to do you'd want to pay
0: that previous to selling have it taken care of
1: right and even check with your lender and saying if i were, well maybe not your lender check with the new lender if i was wanting to borrow for this would you give me money right? Because then you know in all probability whether the buyer's lender is going to fund on that or not. And then rely on the wisdom of your real estate agent as well, right? That can help you navigate that because it is a bit tricky. So with condos, what is another thing we want to think about beyond um, what's covered, what's not covered? Special assessments Increasing condo fees in a new building, we've got to watch for how much they go up. And if it's a newer condo corp. Sometimes they're down. Yes. And then they skyrocket once it's registered and once, you know, it's kind of established.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that you don't always get in a new building or a new home is your taxes. You don't know what the taxes are going to be. So that's also harder for a lender to lend on that.
1: Right. So being sure of that. And then with condominiums, sometimes there's more restrictions. Like, can I rent it? What kind of rental can I do?
0: And, yeah, sometimes they have a cap on how many units can be rented.
1: And can I do daily or weekly rentals or can I only do monthly rentals? Right. So there's a whole bunch of stuff to think about there. And then parking.
0: Yeah, parking is huge. Uh, Typically, it's one. Sometimes it's two parking spots. Sometimes Sometimes there's zero. um, uh, Sometimes there's ones you can rent, but you want to know what's attached with the condo unit that you're purchasing.
1: Right. And visitor parking, sometimes there's none. Sometimes there's little. Sometimes there's lots. So, really, that whole conversation and can I get access to a second spot if I have one spot? Or can I get access to a spot if I have no spots? Right. So just a lot more to think about. And then renovations and improvements, getting approvals, just to be aware of what you need approvals for.
0: Yeah. So typically, even if you're changing something inside your unit, adding a bathroom, you need approval from the condo board uh, for adding that bathroom. For example, if you were to just do it on your own and then put it up for sale and they see that it has a bathroom in it, they can ask you to remove that bathroom. We've seen that. Yeah, we have.
1: So we don't want that to happen to you. So if you're sort of thinking, wow, there's a lot more to think about than I anticipated. Again, we've got over 30 years where we've been helping people navigate not just the condo market, but certainly the condo market. And we'd love to have that conversation Mm -hmm. with you because what we know is that as we partner together, like together, we really have got this, whatever this is. Your questions your insight your gut intuition and then some of the expertise and the gut intuition and the insight that we have to be able to have that conversation with you so we're grateful that we've been able to do that Mm -hmm. and continue to do that yeah so a condominium buy or sell might it's okay if it stretches you a little and it ought never ever to stress you So taking the stress out of it is what this conversation is all about.